Hello everyone, this is Ronnie Romero and you are watching CMS TV. Aiken presents and I of course am Chris Aiken and uh, today on the show it doesn't get more legendary than this I mean my goodness uh, this guy the greatest band ever as far as I'm concerned the mighty motorhead and he, he served that band proudly for the run of that band he's obviously now the Scorpions drummer as well but we're here to talk motorhead today with the one the only the mighty Mickey D Mickey how are you man Hi there. I'm okay, except a small cold here. <laughs> My voice is kind of giving in on me, but and uh, typically I have a good press day today, and sure. I see them babble away, but but I still, you can still hear me though. Yeah, well, I can hear you, and then Lord knows it's great to talk Motorhead. You know, at, at any point these days, especially you know after obviously with Lemmy's passing and kind of the ending of the band. So let's let's start there, Mickey. Um, obviously the um, the you guys have reissued Bad Magic as now known as Bad Magic, seriously Bad Magic, and uh, you know got a couple new tracks on it, got a live show on it. It's it's a nice package for fans. So let's start start there, man. Talk talk a little bit about this release and how and what made you guys decide to uh, visit it again, revisit this record again. Well, you know it's it's. Yeah, where do I start? Uh, it, it's a great record. We recorded live, as everybody already know, I guess. And and then we had a few tracks there uh, that we could add on to it and and, and make a, a great little re-release kind of deal with the Bad Magic. It was our last record, and it, it deserves the attention again. Sure. We just don't want it to die out on us, and and uh, I have to to note here, we are not doing this for money. Sure, there's no money in this stuff. We 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 do this because we want to prolong the Motorhead legend, the Motorhead era, the Motorhead. We like to give this to our real fans. Mm -hmm. Why I'm saying that is because. You always have a bunch of haters out there. That, of course. That just don't fucking get it. I'm sorry for swearing. No, I swear. It's okay. Uh, they think Larry's turning in his grave. We only make money on this shit and shame on us. And, you know, come on. This, we, we just, this is very, very carefully put together. Sure. And with respect and fairness and, and, the feel to give to us to to our fans a, a a great thing to 
to collect something new to and look at this I'm, I'm doing more press than ever again sure with a band that actually doesn't exist anymore you right mm-hmm so how do how do these ideas not only for this one but you know a, the a lot of the reissues that have happened since Lemmy's passing as well, is it you and um is it you and Phil that want to do that stuff or does the record company come to you and say hey we've got an idea of how to do this I mean how do these things come up? Well, we do get suggestions of doing certain things and okay. uh, uh, some of them we shut down immediately. Mm-hmm. Other things we <coughs> we go with. Uh, for instance, I love these lost tapes that we release. Sure. Final package, great memories. Yes, it's not the best recording quality-wise because it's usually old shows recorded in a crappy way. It's not recorded with the proper studio equipment, so. But it, it gives you a collector's item. It gives you a new item and, and to continue carrying on the motorhead thing because we all know that there's a huge demand still mm -hmm. for motorhead out there. And uh, that's what we try to satisfy with tastefully releasing some stuff that we know our fans, the real fans, not the moron haters right. are going to like. And uh, most of all, we like it. Right. Certainly. Um, and, and, you know, you know, one of the complaints I always hear is that you guys always release live stuff because there is 10 zillion live shows that are out there for people. And I'll tell you, just for me as a Motorhead fan and somebody that saw, saw you guys 15, 18, 20 times, you can put out every show you ever played and I'll buy it because, you know, every show was different. And that's what I don't think the casual fan understands. Yeah, a lot of the songs were the same, but every show that you guys did came with a different energy, a different power, a different, you know, vibe to it. You know, just even me just seeing the band, you know, numerous times, every show felt different. And I think that comes through with the way you guys have released the live things, no? I, I think so because uh, it it's just we just don't want to give up more mm -hmm. and we know that our real fans out there feel the same way you know but when we are long gone I still think more will be active I mean for 50 more years you sure know? we are just prolonging Lemmy Lemmy's dream and the motorhead era uh, and try to keep it in the loop still right. i'm even getting front pages of the biggest rock man i just had 13 pages uh in sweden rock magazine wow they wanted to do four or three and it turned out to be 13. wow so uh has nothing to do with money we're making nothing of this really it's just a gift that we feel that we can give our real fans and and it feels great to do Certainly. so i'm gonna i'm gonna say shame on you guys that are these fellas that just doesn't have the common sense to see the big picture in this you know they right. they, they stop listening to us as far as i'm concerned <laughs> right hate us as much as you want and have 
fuck off, basically. <laughs> right. I hear you, man. Well, dude, it let's... Piss me off, really. I hear you. Well, we yeah. Put in, we put in a great effort in this, and this is exactly what Larry, what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to, for instance, uh, and that's kind of funny, I should not interact with these idiots, but one time I did because he was such a nasty fella uh, when we released our whiskey. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, this guy exploded, obviously, on it. But Lemmy's rolling around in his grave about this and fuck you guys and all <laughs> trying to make money on a dead man. And I mean, it was really nasty. And I could not just shut up. So I said, you, if you were a real fan, you also would have known that Lemmy is the one that fucking started this. You know? <laughs> Before he passed away, he wanted his own whiskey. He wanted his own bourbon. He wanted these drinks out on the shelves from as motorhead. So, but obviously, you're not a real fan, so you can piss off, basically, you know. Right. It's <laughs> like we get so many nice comments about this because we put in a huge effort. And I said it in an earlier interview. I mean, they send a cover back to us, and we go, well, we want to change that little error, should point this way, and maybe the lettering should be this and that. And it goes back and forth. We're driving them crazy, you know, because we want it right. Right. So it's, in my opinion, it's being made with heart and soul and the respect to to Motorhead as a band, you know. And, mm-hmm. and of course. I don't see a problem with that. And, uh, yeah, well, can I say more? Forget right. It. No, you're right. You're absolutely right, man. Well, Mickey, tell uh, tell me about the song "Greedy Bastards," which is one of the, you know, one of the singles and one of the songs that we had not heard before. Um, tell tell me a little bit about that single and you know where it came from and how it came to be out now. Well, if I remember right, we wrote the song. It was actually supposed to be on the record. Okay. If I'm not wrong, mistaken, but. Uh, we were kind of done a little early in the studio. It went quicker and better than we thought, to tell you the truth. And we recorded it live, so we expected maybe a little longer time in the studio. But Lemmy was kicking ass, even if he didn't feel too good. Uh, so we were done, and then we recorded some of the covers that we did. The David Bowie and Rolling Stones, and, you know. And... They turned out better than we thought were going to be. Especially the David Bowie one. I mean, uh, we wanted to do the Stones' Sympathy for the Devil in a Motorhead version. Right. To cover, to try to cover Stones, it's ridiculous. It's like what I said for bands that try to cover uh, Motorhead. If you try to uh, copy us, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it turns in pathetic. You know? Right, sure. But if you do it in your way, it's not pathetic. It's respectful and great, you know. Mm-hmm. And the same thing we had with the idea of David Bowie and Rolling Stones. And let me said, 
about the David song, he said, I don't want to do that song because I don't want to destroy it. Sure. And uh, we said, now, nah, come on. And we insisted for him to give it a shot. And it did, and it turned out to be probably one of his favorite songs that we did. So nice. that entered the record, and uh, some songs had to step aside. And for no particular reason, really, it was just too long for the vinyl. Right. Sure. Too much material on each side. So Sure. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that we did, because... Uh, here we are today releasing uh, uh, two decent songs, you know. Absolutely. No, you're right. And, and you know, I, I want to piggyback off what you said about um, bands trying to cover you and Tributize and Motorhead and whatnot. The biggest band in the world after Lemmy's passing, you know, Tributize Lemmy, with obviously with the Murder One song from Metallica. Right. I, I have to imagine that when you hear that as somebody that, you know, obviously spent your life with Lemmy, know the Metallica guys extremely well, I'm assuming, you know, I'm assuming that it was both a great high for you, but a bittersweet thing for you, because obviously it's tributizing your lost friend. So for you, how did you react when you heard that song and, you know, pretty prominently on the Metallica record? It's, it's fantastic. You know, I, I, I can't mention it enough. I, I think it's great. And what's even better is that they they do their version of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Same as we did uh, uh, the Metallica song, Whiplash, you know. Right. And Sepultura covered uh, Orgasmathron. Mm -hmm. Like Orgasmathron on, on, in the speed metal version. Kind right. Of compared to what it was and what we did. I think it's great, but if you try to be more ahead, then it, it turns into pathetic. Sure. Like, like when we covered, we played Overkill with Scorpions mm -hmm. for like three years. And the boys loved playing it. They, they, they just said, oh, it's great. They love the song and uh, they wanted to play it. And, and Klaus asked me a couple of shows after we actually did it for the first couple of times. He asked me, what do you think, Mick? Are we doing a good version of it? I said, I think it's great version <laughs> because it's a Scorpion version. Right. If, if we were trying to sound like Motorhead, it would be ridiculous. Mm. You know? Right. No, sing your way. Do your yeah, 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 yeah. Do your <laughs> Plus minus thing, do every little scorpion bit that you can in this version. The better it is, you know. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I was getting goosebumps when we played that song because it was, I'm sitting up there playing Overkill, listening to Scorpions doing Overkill in their, and now our version, you know. Mm-hmm. Great, and, and and that is love and respect, you know, that, that is the way it should be done. Uh, and not try to to have a goal and try to sound like Lemmy, or are we doing this hard enough, or Motorhead didn't do this, we have to do it like they did. And, right. You know, it's like, no, 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 do it your version, and, and how you how you see and feel this song, and, and then it's great. It's still a Motorhead song. 
Sure. We go back to all these asshole haters out there. <laughs> oh, the worst, worst version I ever heard. So and so band. I go. I think it's a great version because it sounds like the band that is covering it mm -hmm. just playing the Motorhead song. What right. It sounds like Motorhead, nineteen seventy-nine. Like right. Forget about it. So it, it's. Uh, I really like that. So, you know. Excellent. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what, Mickey, let's take a quick break here and give people a taste of Greedy Bastards. There's an, obviously a video that's out there on YouTube and anywhere that you see videos for it. So let's check that out. It's Greedy Bastards. It is, of course, Motorhead. And we will be back with the great Mickey D right after this. It is Chris Haker Presents. Chris Aiken presents, and we are, of course, talking to the legendary drummer of Motorhead, the current drummer of Scorpions, Mr. Mickey D. And Mickey, you know, you were just talking a little bit about being in Scorpions, and as somebody that has seen both bands a zillion times, it is a very different energy. You know, there's a very different energy between a Motorhead, everything cranked to a thousand, full blast, full bore and scorpions which is i don't want to say this the wrong way but maybe a little more musical and a little less full volume i guess you know uncontrolled yes. yeah so for you as a drummer and as somebody that spent so much of your life playing hard fast and loud how much of a of a adjustment was it for you to sit full time into a band like scorpions um of course, it's a transition uh, to do that, but this is the hardest thing I ever done. Okay, the because the show is super hard for me physically. Uh, you know, I could lean over to Lemmy and Phil and say, "Hey, hang on a second between songs. I got to tune up the snare." Or, "Hey, listen, guys, let's have a drink," and and we. Come <laughs> And, and meanwhile, I was going to, <laughs> you know, right. getting breath. Um, it was more um, easy that way. With Scorpions, we have a full show. I mean, I am absolutely exhausted when I get off that stage. And because I give it 150% there as well. And I, I'm trying to motorize these guys, you know. I want to I wanna bring me in and make a difference in Scorpius. I want to make it a little heavier, more energy, uh, tighter. I'm playing my Swedish meatballs off uh, <laughs> with the Scorps, you know, and trying my damnedest to make it as hard as I possibly can. 
But Scorpion is a hard rock band, and they mm -hmm. should be a hard rock band. It's more melodic. They've done this for so long, and they are so good at it. Uh, they should not sound like Motorhead. Right, right. They sound like Scorpions. And, but I like to, to put that little extra edge on it if I can. And uh, I think we, we, we created, uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's a great live show now. Mm -hmm. It was an adjustment for me, of course. I mean, when Lemmy, when Phil was doing a solo, I had to go a little more busy on the drums, for instance, to fill up some more kick. Kick pattern would change maybe a little or so. Uh, with Scorpius, it's the opposite. When Matthias or Rudolf are playing a solo, I better stick to the beat. I cannot be too busy. Mm -hmm. And, and, and to, to keep that groove much better, you know. Um, and, and when Klaus are, are singing, I like, I like the verses and the choruses in this type of music to have a better dynamics than maybe what we had with Morehead. Sure. Uh, the verses come down a little bit, the choruses kick in, and, and I would say that is, uh, that is pretty much up to me in a lot of ways. And as long as I read this in a way where the boys think it's good and our fans enjoying that, uh, then obviously I'm doing the right thing. But I, I could very, very easily destroy their music as well if I'm not playing the right thing for what they are doing. Sure. Were, so, were, were you nervous when you got the call to, I don't even know, did you just get the call to be the guy or did you have to go and try out or how did that work? I was called in to be uh, uh, a uh, stand-in. Okay. James was struggling a little bit with his health and they just needed someone to come in and, and be a backup, basically. I was on the bench and that was great. So, no, I wasn't nervous when we actually decided what to do. Uh, I saw it more as a challenge. Okay. With Motorhead, in the end, we, a lot of it was routine and we had a very small framework to work within, uh, which was great with Motorhead. But this was something, this was a new challenge for me, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was tasting it a little bit when I played with, with uh, Dawkin, with Don, you know. Sure. Before Motorhead, coming from King Diamond into very straight ahead. 4-4, four, four, yeah. West Coast rock kind of mm -hmm. uh, it was a huge transition and then equally huge transition to go to Motorhead right from Don because I felt that I belonged in the heavier division Motorhead was perfect and now coming into Scorpions uh, I feel just right at home you know sure definitely and when I do my drum solo and, and stuff, I, I get so much out out of. I don't need to sit there and show off, and I don't need to be the best drummer in the world, or you know, all the, or I'm just a very good drummer. That in, I'm a decent drummer, and I think I play better than ever. And I want to, I want to create 
a good show with the five of us. That's it, you know. Right. Certainly. Well, you guys are certainly doing that. <laughs> I, I, I want people to leave with a smile and say, man, that was a great show. And gosh, I mean, they sounded fucking heavy today. You know? <laughs> right. Fucking. Right. That's very good, man. Well, Mickey, uh, you know, one of the things I'm going to swing it back to Motorhead for one or two more questions. One of the things that people heard about a lot after Lemmy's passing was the Lemmy bullets, you know, the, the, the bullets that were distributed with, with Lemmy in them, basically. Um, I never heard if you did or did not get one. I'm assuming you probably did. But um, my question is more, was it known that he was planning to do something like that? Or was that totally kind of out of the blue that th that just showed up after his passing? Well, I, I really don't know too much about it, to tell you the truth. Okay. Uh, I, I really have no comments about it because I, I, I don't know too much about it. Okay, fair enough. So. Then we'll move. Then we'll move past that. Um, well, let's um, let's go back to um, uh, the new release, uh, "Bad Magic." Seriously, "Bad Magic." Um, you have um, the other single that is out there that people can hear. New new track, "Bullet in My Brain," um, has a video for it. Has a lot of really fun kind of behind the scenes footage of you guys in the studio. Which, you know, as much Motorhead material as it is is out there there's not a ton of that there's not a ton of you guys in the studio you know kind of being yourselves creating was that purposeful that you that you released this now or was that just kind of the material that you had i mean how did that material end up on the video well we thought it was uh you know the first the the greedy bastard is is like a almost a scary Badly animated, yeah, <laughs> you know, which is so dark and scary in a way. It's almost nasty, you know, and and I like that. And bullet in your brain is a completely different vibe and a different. So we thought it, it's just great fun to share that with with people because we know there is not enough material out there. When we go for often or working or you know right so i think it was a perfect mix basically of of what we can do you know uh some old footage and and you know i i like it yeah no it's it's a great video definitely and um we will play it in just a second but um for now uh, to wrap this up mickey you obviously have um bad magic seriously bad magic out there you have rock believer out there as well if you're a scorps fan which is uh i'll say it it's the best album in years from scorpions and i'll I'm thinking that that has something to do with you bringing a little bit of that energy and that fire back to them. So great release as well. So Mickey, where should we tell people to go to keep up with you and where you're going to be and tour dates and all that kind of stuff? Well, you, you, Scorpions, we start in South America now in April. Okay. And, and we do a few shows together with Kiss. It's going to be great fun. Uh, and then we have Europe up till mid-july okay and uh people can follow me on on my instagram mickey d official or facebook mickey d official and i always put out a lot of little fun 
backstage or or personal videos and i i keep telling people what's what's happening you know sure uh, i i kind of like it if you use that social media in the right way i think it's great you know but it's it's a fine line where it becomes <laughs> uh crazy and i try to keep it on the on, on the commerce side but i do release a lot of little videos from the studio with the guys and and you know explaining some of my drum stuff or cool. yeah normal stuff or or just when when i do something special i guess and uh and also with tour dates and and uh stuff like that so or just go to scorpion website and you'll see all the all the dates that we do. Excellent. Well, one more time, Motorhead, Bad Magic, seriously bad magic. It is available. Uh, make sure you uh, buy it. Don't just stream it. Buy it. It's worth it's worth the purchase. And what we'll do now, Mickey, is we'll wrap this up with the video for Bullet in Your Brain. And uh, Mickey D, thanks so much for joining me once again here on Chris Aker Presents. Thank you very much. And see you out there on the road. Mm -hmm.